0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1130. Excuse me. We are... Seeming to have a technical issue here on the board. If you're listening to us live, it's all good. Let's start again. This is podcast episode number 1,216. This is interview number 1,530. And uh, I think we have a great one planned for you, ladies and gentlemen. A paycheck is more than money. It provides dignity and hope. That's why I invited Bob Marsh, owner of the File Depot Beach Cities, to join us to discuss his strategic relationship with Goodwill and that partnership has provided him with an outstanding workforce of dedicated employees. Bob, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. Rick. It's great to have you here. Let's before we get into the the stuff that I teased the beginning of the show with. Let me ask you. Um, let's talk a little bit about your firm. Um, what makes the File Depot Beach Cities unique? You know, what what is it that you do? That's separates you in the minds of your clients and your prospects?
0: Well, my industry is document record management, but what separates me in regards to uh, my competition is the fact that Really, the attention to detail and the personal customer service that we provide. My cell phone is on my business card. Um, That separates me. Typically, when you call my competitors, you're on hold for nine minutes uh, to 11 minutes, and then you're routed to a call center somewhere in India or the Philippines versus when my customers call me, they get me. And why did you do Is that your decision to
1: do the business that
0: way? It was. Okay. Why? It was my decision because I've been on the other side of the table, meaning that I was a business owner prior to this. Um, I owned a brokerage for 12 years and we... It was we were regulated that we had to have a document mm-hmm. record uh, retention, and so in doing so, we would get audited, and we would have to prove, um, you know, that we were doing everything um, by the the federal, state, and industry guidelines. Heavy regulated. Yeah, yes. and and in doing so, um, I needed to have a, a real. Uh, hands-on my documents and when I would call one of then one of my competitors uh, it was so frustrating because I wouldn't get their call center I wouldn't get them directly I would get um, a call center halfway around the globe and um, it just was unacceptable to me so when I decided to get into this industry and start this company uh, or, or I should say start this franchise here in Southern right. California I knew that there had to be a a greater level of, of
1: personalized customer support. Hmm. That's interesting. That's, that's a great origin story of how you decided to get into this field. Thank you, yeah. Bob March, for sharing that. Where do you find today for your business the most successful niches for what the File Depot Beach City does? So we have three services, um, one being scanning to help companies go
0: digital, Number two is storage, both hard copy and digital storage for companies. And then thirdly, it's the shredding, the destruction of the documents when they come to their endpoint. For me, the biggest service by far is the scanning, helping companies go digital, whether it is um, their backfile conversion, taking critical documents that they have and digitizing them uh, so that they have them long term. Also, uh, effectively helping them with their productivity, their efficiency, their security, um, and sharing information so much easier. We are now in a digital age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also having those retention pieces in place where they know how long to keep things, when to get rid of things, and so forth. So the scanning is is definitely critical for me. It's my biggest service. Um, and then it also enables companies, uh, big and small,
1: uh, moving forward to continue to be digital. So when you scan, w- there must be some level of intelligence that's going back into that scanning too, right? So people Absolutely. can find it and so Absolutely. So we, we prep all of the documents for the customers. We scan the documents for the customers.
0: And then what we do is called indexing. We index the, the information so that the customers have an ease. Typically, it's probably six keystrokes where they can
1: find whatever they're looking for because everything that's scanned is 100% searchable. So how big is the stack? I mean when you get a client who wants you to do a scanning job for them in my mind I'm getting this image of them driving up in a van or you picking up a bunch of I mean is it it, it really depends Okay um,
0: it, it really depends for my small size companies take a, a pediatrician or mm. or a, a one uh, one attorney in a law firm something like that it can be a matter of 50 boxes okay. um all the way up to uh, helping a company such as uh, the USA Today newspaper or Goodwill Industries or Will Dan Engineering where literally I have uh, 18 wheelers come and oh my pick goodness. up. And, you know,
1: we're talking about thousands and thousands right. of boxes and millions of documents. Right. And, and so you just, you kind of, you, you're leading me to my next thought, which is what type of companies, what type of industries proved to be a good partnership for you? I mean, sure. where's your client base? Sure. Uh, my top three clients, uh, number one would be law firms. Uh,
0: by far, they they have to retain their documents for long periods of time, and there is a real keen understanding of document retention. So, uh, law firms and and attorneys are number one. Number two would be CPA firms, okay, um, or anyone in the financial industry, whether it be CPAs, brokers, asset managers, things of that nature, professionals okay. in 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 those industries. And then thirdly, uh, would be my engineering and architectural firms. They are. They get very excited about my industry because they typically aren't aware that my industry exists, Mm. let alone the file depot. Uh And when they find out that we can come in and pick up a warehouse full of large blueprints, wide format, architectural plans, things like that, and digitize all of it, they get very excited. Because then they can take that portable hard drive with all of their documents to trade shows, to prospective clients, keep it more secure and so, and,
1: and free up all of that money that they've been paying for storage. Right, because Southern California, real estate and land is expensive. Exactly. And if you're storing it on site, that's a big commitment. And if it's so much you have to go off-site, then that's a monthly bill you're paying every month for what? Exactly. And oftentimes when it comes
0: to public storage, it's more expensive. It's not organized. Whereas, like at my facility, everything is barcoded, even down to the document level if need be. Um, but also there's the level of security as well. You, you can call any local police station and find out that so many of these easy storages are are being picked off by thieves and with identity theft being the fastest growing crime in the world right that's where they're focusing they're they're no longer going after you know grandma's (laughs) old uh you know silverware (laughs) they're they're going after social security numbers Uh... and addresses and things like
1: that i didn't even think of that but you're right that's a treasure trove of all that confidential information in those boxes in some storage place absolutely god (laughs) see bob marsh we should uh Ring the bell for a knowledge. We do this thing. We ring a gong, which is going to be going out here in a second. There it is, which tells our loyal listeners that. Bob just gave a transferable piece of knowledge, an interesting insight, and that's what we got. All right. Can we pivot now to your of relationship course. with Goodwill? Of course. So how did Bob Marsh, how did you first even become aware that you could have a relationship like you have with Goodwill? Exactly. So, um, and, and it's my pleasure to talk about this. It's
0: something that I'm very excited about. So, uh, I was introduced to Goodwill first as a client. Um, they were uh, interested in my services in regards to uh, storage and scanning and uh, shredding. So they became a client. And then through that relationship, I met with one of the individuals who runs this program uh, at a Santa Ana Chamber of Commerce networking event. And so I met Eric. Um, again, he's one of the, the key figures who runs this program. And um, he was asking me about my business, and what I do, and what not. And one thing led to another. And he said, well, you know, if you're ever looking for exceptional people that are often overlooked, give me a call and I found in my first couple of years of business that I sadly had kind of a revolving door of people coming and going. I was hiring, uh, newly college graduates and, um, it just wasn't working out. They didn't have the attention to detail. They didn't have the, um, true consideration for what they were doing, the importance of what they were doing. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't being effective in keeping them. And so I, uh, contacted Eric and Eric told me more about this program and it completely changed the framework of my business. It was, it's, it's just been amazing ever since. In what way? Uh, Multiple ways, but uh, number one, um, uh, hiring people with, with disabilities uh, and or barriers, it, it has changed me as a person because uh, although I've always been sensitive to that, it, it has educated me on it. Um, Number two, I I've found that there is a tremendous amount of quality, qual- exceptional individuals out there that are being overlooked simply because of some disabilities or, or barriers. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's a massive pool of incredible human beings that is just being passed over. And then in terms of in the office at my company, it has changed because number one, I am um, keeping the individuals long term. It's no longer that
1: revolving door. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. And
0: in doing so, it has helped create and and really uh, evolve the culture of the company. Because now I went from having short-term employees that, again, had no attention to detail, um, no critical thinking, no appreciation or, or gratitude. The flip side now with these Goodwill employees, complete attention to detail enormous gratitude, a work ethic that is fantastic. Um, and I, I'm i partnered with Goodwill in doing so. So I, I pay their hourly wage, right. whereas Goodwill takes care of their benefits, their workers comp and things like that. So it's it's a win-win for everyone. And and they in turn, the employees um, are, are so grateful for the opportunity. It's really
1: become a team mentality instead of having short-term employees so did you how did you get started with was it with one position where yes. you thought I'd, okay so can you just yes. for others who may be interested how did you sure get onto that so um as i mentioned
0: with scanning being my number one service i the the documents all have to be prepped meaning no doc, no metal can go across the machines so they have to be void of any staples or echoes or paper clips things of that nature sure so um i had been going through numerous employees, uh, doing the doc prepping because it's very tedious. And again, it, it you, you have to be so focused. It requires a, a real sense of focus to do it in determination and it can be tedious for some individuals. Yeah. Um, however, with, uh, the goodwill program, uh, my first employee, uh, candidate, they call him when they start, The mm-hmm. uh, first candidate came in, he has a job coach. So there's really two people, working so you have the job coach and the candidate mm. and I was able to teach both the job coach and the candidate uh, what was needed and and what was required for the position and then it's the job coach's duty to make sure that everything is done to my liking or, or you know to to the job description do you pay both And uh, no I just pay the candidate. Wow! Goodwill pays the job wow. coach, which is again incredible. Wow. What a benefit! Yes, and so uh, this this young man did such a great job. I was blown away by his focus, his his drive, his determination. He would show up early, which was unheard of with the previous employees. <laughs> um, his cell wow. phone is checked at the door. There's no, you know, social media. There's no lack of focus or anything like that. And he would come in and he would work his entire shift. He did an exceptional job. And on top of it, he is a, a graduate with two degrees from Chapman University, so very, very high IQ. And I had several others, including myself, um, basically make a game
1: of it and, and uh, try and go against him to mm. see who could do a better job. And he beat us every single time. Wow. So he does the job of making sure there's no metal. Yes, so yes. that is the, yeah. And you've been, you found him to be very careful and adapt. Absolutely.
0: And since then he has moved on and he now is, is basically overseeing my scanning team. Wow. Uh, no longer does the doc prep. Wow. Uh, but he certainly has an appreciation for it. And if ever, you know, the, the need comes about, uh, he could step into that role again. Right. But, um, in the two and a half years that he's worked for me, um, he, he has really advanced and it's, it's been great to see. I mean, he's he's
1: just an just an integral part of my team. And how many candidates have you interviewed to get to the staff that you have? I mean, did, did yeah, they... so
0: so right now I have uh, three candidates uh-huh.
1: and two job coaches to
0: get that team. I only had to interview about seven individuals okay. because Goodwill does the vetting out process for me. I mean, they do most of the heavy lifting. I give them a set of items that I'm looking for in a person. I give them the, the job description. Yeah, the I give requirements, them the details. And so they do 90% of the work. They actually interview these people. They talk with them. If you know, They give them the job description. They find out if it's something that they're interested in. Then they um, assess them and make sure that they are qualified for that position. And then at that point, uh, we start the interview process with the candidates. But like I said, 90% of, of the work is done. It's it's so different than when I ran my brokerage and I was interviewing people from day one.
1: Right. Um, and it's a long, lengthy, arduous process. This is completely different. So when Eric first talked to you about this idea of them being able to help you, did you ever imagine two and a half years later or three years, how long it's been, yeah. you would have this as the outcome? No. it It has been... It, it's completely changed the framework of the company. it's It's just
0: it has been phenomenal again, on a, on a personal level, what I've learned, how it's helped me grow as a person and then with my company, it it has helped me grow the company tremendously. and now it's the point where I can't imagine not having them. Right. I, I can't i I, I would never want to go back to wow. my old practices of of just hiring, you know, Young people right out of
1: college. So, in your experience working with Goodwill, why is it so hard for other companies to embrace this model? Is it that they don't? They're not aware that Goodwill does that? Is there just? Yes, I, I think it's twofold. I, I think that number one, there is just a
0: lack of education. I think that there there is a lack of knowledge that people just aren't aware that this program
1: exists. Which is why I wanted you on the show today right. to spread the word.
0: Right. And and that's why I was so happy to be here yeah. to help spread the word. I mean, I, I think of, if, if I would have known of this program when I was running my brokerage for 12 years, it would have changed that whole dynamic. Wow. Um, now I'm so grateful that at least I know currently, and it's helping you know, my business today Mm -hmm. uh, and has been for multiple years. But I, so I I think that's the first step is just educating people, just getting the word out, just letting people, letting business owners uh, know that this is out there as a real asset. Uh, And then number two, uh, a lot of people are, are afraid. A lot of people, um, when they, when they think of people with disabilities or people with barriers, they immediately think, they immediately get uncomfortable. Right. And they don't realize that, um, for instance, uh, the the uh, gentleman who's been working for me for two and a half years, again, a, a double major graduate from Chapman University, incredible IQ, phenomenal intellect and personality and sense of humor. I mean, just great to be around. He suffers from cerebral palsy, and so his legs do not work. He's in a wheelchair. Seven different companies refused to even grant him an interview when he came to Goodwill for this program, seven companies. Now their loss was my gain. Yes. And, and I lucked out, but that is a perfect mm-hmm. example of how people were just uncomfortable. When they found out that he was in a wheelchair, they were just outside their comfort zone and didn't right. even want to grant an interview. Right. Think of all the reasons not to yes. interview them. Uh, another than... young man who works for me, um, suffers from autism. Now uh, he heads my document preparation team. And so in doing the doc prep, um, he is exceptional. Again, his, his, Focus is robot-like. His his attention to detail is just off the charts, and yet again, multiple companies would not even grant him an interview because he suffers from autism. Right. Yet in my controlled environment, um, we don't have a lot of public interaction. You know, coming and going um, that isn't scheduled. He has thrived. Mm. I mean, he has done so well. And not only has his job coach, um, but also uh, others have noticed, even in his family, mm. have noticed a huge wow. change in him for the better because it has helped his everything from his ego to his personality self-esteem, to right? his self-esteem. Right. Exactly, He has a purpose. Exactly.
1: A job gives you, many yeah. times for people, it gives you a yeah. sense of worth, too. And, and he's a part of a team.
0: Right. He's, he's not just working for me right. or for the other guys or for the file depot. He's working as a part of a team. Right. And he's needed. I mean, he understands that his his doc prep starts the whole process. Wow. Without him, everything
1: comes to a grinding So, hole. you know, in the open, we say a paycheck is more than money. It provides dignity and hope. And yes. I, I know I didn't ask you before the show. And if it's appropriate, I'd like you to tell the story you told me about one of your employees who was in a group home. Yes, could yes. you,
0: can you share that? Yes. So that that is um, the the man who um, started with me two and a half years ago, who has cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair. Um, he was in a group home. And it was a state-sponsored group home. And he had been there for almost three years. And he had been applying and applying to get his own residence, a small apartment. And he had been denied over and over. Every time that he would submit the paperwork, he was denied. And finally, about three months ago, he received approval. And he called the powers to be and he said, I'm elated, you know, with this news, please don't misunderstand me, but I've been applying and applying for years and constantly denied. Can you please tell me what has changed? Because, you know, I'm, I'm still in the wheelchair. I'm still needing help. I'm still needing state assistance and whatnot. And they said, you've been uh, employed with the file depot for over two years. Wow. Yeah. So it changed his life And, and he came in the next morning with tears in his eyes and, so was I. I mean, right. I, you know, it, it just
1: it, it. It's what an entrepreneur it's an can do. Incredible feeling. It's one of the things that you can do yeah. with your business is you can do good. Yeah. Right. And this yeah. is this. I'm so glad that you and I had this conversation because I've been looking. I've been aware of this program mm-hmm. and I've been looking for an entrepreneur such as yourself right. to come and make it real for my audience because right. I believe more people should look into what Goodwill is offering to the Orange County business the, community. The
0: benefits are are extreme. And, and again, I can't stress enough to business owners that, that not only are the benefits there, but on top of it, Goodwill does a fantastic job of, of working with the business owners to find out exactly what they're looking for so they're not wasting anyone's time. Right. They're, they're doing a great job of, of bringing in the
1: right kind of candidates for what they're looking for. And so- we're going to have to figure out how to get a link to the Goodwill site so that people can figure out how to contact them directly should they be yes. interested. Absolutely. I'm sure if you Google Goodwill. and right, It's I'll called place... the Employment First Program. Thank you. Yep. Employment First Program. Put yeah. that down, ladies and gentlemen. And Google yeah. that. Okay, so my engineer is telling me we're out of time, Bob Marsh, but I can't <laughs> let you go without asking you. I'm gonna have you back on the program in a couple of years. What's I would going to love be it. different with File Depot Beach Cities? Where are you taking the business, sir? Uh, yes. So, um in
0: in the next uh, three and five years, we'll just have multiple centers all throughout Southern California.
1: Okay, because yeah. you're in Southern
0: California. Right? Exactly. We say so, Beach Cities, but you're- yes. Yeah, so, you're... Southern California is is my uh, territory, so to speak, uh, from Camarillo all the way down to San Diego. Wow. And um, in the next three years, we'll have multiple facilities. Um, just adding
1: more services. Uh, more customer service, more support for our clients. You like what you're doing? I love it. Good. How do people find the File Depot Beach Cities online if they would like to learn more about your business? I would love that. They can email me at Bob Marsh. It's
0: M-A-R-S-H at thefiledepot.com, or they can go on the web to thefiledepot.com, and uh, they can just look up locations because Mm -hmm. we are nationwide, and um, they can find me under the File Depot Beach Cities And, again,
1: that's handling all of Southern California. Thanks for being a friend of the program and spending a little bit of your busy time sharing your story with our audience. I really appreciate it, Bob. This was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'd like to thank our engineer, none other than Mr. Paul Roberts, and our producers for today's show, without whom I could not do this show each week. They're Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Nicole Terry, who's sitting here in the studio with us today. If you want to connect with me, I'd say let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, spelled F-R-A-N. ZI. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies.
0: With your host, Richard Franzi.